Hey, g'day there, fellow humans. One word, perfectionism. And the question I ask is, how's that going for you? And uh, I never hear anybody say, terrifically, thanks, Mark, but I just can't believe how many conversations I'm having at the moment around the pursuit of perfectionism. And even though the humans I'm speaking to are very intelligent human beings, they're absolutely caught up in this desire to get everything 100% right. Um, and it's creating a whole lot of issues for them. So I wanted to um, throw this one out there again. It's a little 4S one I did not long back, and I've encouraged a few people to listen to it, and it sort of made them sit up straight and go, holy shit, you're talking about me, and here's some things I can do to get around that. So um, if you are in pursuit of perfectionism, have a think about why that might be. Have a listen to this one, and um, you might just get some things here to help you know that it doesn't always have to be 100% right before you can move forward. We'll catch you at the end. Life can get pretty complicated. In the Simply Practically Human podcast, Mark Labusque talks to incredible humans to see the way forward more clearly through the complexity in the world and in our heads. Let's get ready to thrive. Hey, g'day there, fellow humans. Mark Labusque here for the Simply Practically Human podcast, the uh, Friday edition, and just wanted to reflect this week on something that I think many, many people strive for and not too many people have got there. But the topic today is about perfectionism, perfectionists, getting everything perfect. A question that I often ask people that I'm working with or just ask people in general or ask myself particularly when they've, we've been having a conversation that sort of goes along the lines of I'm a bit of a procrastinator or I can't let go or I find it hard to delegate. They tend not to drop the P word out too early, but when we start to dig a bit deeper and peel some layers off the onion, the P word usually comes up and, and they'll say something like, I guess I'm, I'm a bit of a perfectionist. I'm a bit of a perfectionist. Interesting, the use of the word bit there. So the question that I ask them, fellow humans, and I think it's a great question for you to ask yourself, is how's perfectionism going for you? Now, the answer that I get to that has never been, it's perfect for me, it's going wonderfully for me. It's usually, it's not going all that well. So I just wanted to dig a bit into the idea of striving for perfectionism and being perfect and being critical of imperfections and being flawless and whatever else you might want to say. I want to get into that today, but here's a few definitions that I picked up along the way that one way that we can define perfectionism is the wish for everything to be correct or perfect, the wish for everything to be correct or perfect, and that we reject anything less and that we are flawless and critical of imperfections. So that's setting a pretty bloody high bar. And um, I don't know how many thousands of people I've worked with. I can't say that I've come across someone who has nailed perfectionism. And if you're on here listening now, good luck to you. I think you're delusional. Um, I think you're living in an unreal world because I don't think perfectionism is something that is attainable. Now, if I think about my own little pathway to what I do today, if it was all about this being flawless and critical of imperfections, now whether that be the work I do, the books I've written, the podcast I do, whatever it might be, 
I wouldn't be doing the work I'm doing today because let me tell you, and some of you would have experienced this, it's hardly perfect, it's hardly flawless, and I think that is at times riddled with imperfection, but I think that's what makes the work the work because imagine if everything was perfect. It'd be a pretty boring lot in life. So ask yourself the question, how is perfectionism? If you are in pursuit of it, how is it going for you? How is it being set for you? Is it by you or is it? are you thinking it's being set by others for you? And how does that impact upon the work that you do, the way that you feel, the way that you think, the creativity you can bring to things? If you're feeling like everything has to be perfect, I want to talk a little bit about the relationship between perfectionism and procrastination. I think there's something in that. And, and perhaps it's some of our procrastinators, and me again being one of them at times, is perhaps we're procrastinating for a very good reason is that we don't think that the work we're going to produce is going to be flawless or lacking in imperfection. So I've shared a couple of things there. There'll be imperfections in this podcast today. Thankfully, I've got the great Andy Marr who jumps on and tries to take as many of the imperfections out that he can. And thank you, Andy, along the way, first of all, for giving me some great tips on how to make this podcast better, greater quality than what it might have been when I started, whether it be equipment, the tonality of my voice, the way I ask questions, the way I shut up, whatever it might be. Also for not saying to me that this is shit and it needs to be perfect before I would actually start to produce your podcast for you. So there's a good example of the standards that are set by someone else, someone who's prepared to give me some feedback to help me get better, but he's not at that point where he says, I'm not going to produce for you because it's not perfect and there are imperfections and and that's going to impact upon my brand and, and the work that I do. Now, I think that's something that we see in the workplace, fellow humans, is that Perfectionism can be a standard set by yourself or it can feel like it's set by others. And I just want to say, particularly for those in a privileged position to manage other human beings, be really conscious of the words that you use, of the instructions that you're giving, of the body language that's coming from you around setting standards for others and, and particularly around using that word. If, if you continually roll out the P word, that this needs to be perfect, this work you're doing needs to be perfect. Just imagine the stress and the pressure, the anxiety and the fear that you may be projecting onto another human being who I'd say most of them over time have heard that before and it could have been when they were at school, it could have been from their parents, their teachers that it's not good enough, it needs to be perfect you didn't execute well enough. So we've sort of been riddled with that all the way through. And I think there's got to be some awareness that there's a high correlation between human beings feeling somewhat disengaged in the workplace and your desire for them to get everything to be perfect. I think one of the greatest examples I used to see when I was in the workplace, and thank God I don't use it much now, is the PowerPoint deck. Like the amount of time human beings spent on the hundredth iteration of the PowerPoint deck. Oh, it doesn't quite look perfect. It's not quite landing. And 
you would spend so much time on getting the PowerPoint deck perfect that you'd usually have it ready just before the cutoff date and then show the PowerPoint deck and no one really cared too much. Unless there was a perfectionist in the room, another one of these people that are afflicted with this sort of disease of perfectionism who were picking up little things like, uh, I once had someone say to me that I, I think your slides, they're not on the horizontal, they're slightly offline and I want you to fix them up to the horizontal. And I'm like, well, stiff shit, that's how they are. They look all right to me, you can read them, shouldn't be a problem. Now, that type of person is going to go through life continually looking for the flaws, for the imperfections, and they're the only things that the people that are working with them are going to hear. So they're going to be running at a million miles an hour away from them. They're going to be in absolute fear whenever they're asked to do some work because they usually know what's going to come back to them. So just be really, really conscious, whether it's with work colleagues, with people who report to you, whether it's with friends, whether it's with your kids, whatever it might be, just be really conscious of how much of that perfection, perfection, that's not even perfect, is it? How much of that perfection you are subjecting others to through using that language. And then I guess the other side of it is how much we do it to ourselves. And I see this so often. I see people who never celebrate the small wins because they're always looking for the big win, the perfect situation, the way that something has been delivered perfectly. And I don't think anything is ever delivered perfectly. So then there's this 1% factor that I call that this idea that, yeah, but 99% was great, but we got 1% wrong. And then we'll spend hours and days and weeks pondering on the imperfection of something when we're pretty much delivered up what we said we were going to do. We are hard markers, fellow humans, on ourselves. And I think it's about time we lowered our expectations, not to the point where we just accept run-of-the-mill stuff and we lose standards and we lose that pursuit of some sort of something that is close to excellence. I think those things are really still important to strive for. In fact, there can be an upside that perfectionism could have is that it helps us to strive for excellence and get as close as we can, but also at the same time accepting that, that perhaps getting as close as we can is good enough. And that's something else to be conscious of is that voice continually telling you you're not good enough. That's not good enough. That work's not good enough. That book that you wrote's not good enough, Mark. It had 24 spelling mistakes in it. The podcast is shit. The quality of the sound's no good. Whatever it might be, we keep hearing these things that we're not good enough, but we don't hear the positive stuff that comes through. So if you are close to delivering something even 80% of the way there, maybe that's enough. So I just want to talk a little bit about procrastination and perfectionism and the relationship there. And I think that this can work a couple of ways, but one of the things that I have heard a lot of recent times from people who, who talk about procrastination, so this is a difference between someone saying, oh, I can't let go. This is more people saying, I get almost paralysed in moving forward. And if you dig deep enough into this, and I suggest that you look through your own mirror for yourself at this, but perhaps if you've got someone who you work with who is a procrastinator, if you get curious enough to continue to ask them a few more layered down questions around what's going on for you when, 
when procrastination turns up and stops you in your tracks and you're prepared to sit with that and be more and more curious and more and more open to the answer taking some time to come, you'll usually find that perfectionism and procrastination are joined at the hip. So usually someone will say to me in the end, one of the reasons I procrastinate is because I'm a perfectionist and I'm really, really worried that if I make a start on this stuff and it's not to the level that I expect or the level that someone else expects, which is usually perfection, which is over the top, that why should I even start at all? So I want to encourage you to have a conversation with perfection when it turns up, have a conversation with it about the relationship that it holds with procrastination and perhaps don't kick it out the door, but sit it down to the side and say, just watch, just watch what happens here, perfectionism. And what's the chronology of what goes on and that even if the work is at 80% or 85 or maybe you need it to be at 90, it could be good enough. And I think that's something you've got to start to get into your own mind is that to be able to break the cycle of perfectionism is that procrastination is, I think, an outcome of perfectionism and it will stop you from making the progress that you're capable of making And that the other thing that I want to leave you with is that you should spend time in delving into your flaws and your imperfections. Now, whether they're yours for yourself looking into the mirror, whether they are for a piece of work that you've been doing in the team, it might have been a project of work. And I've heard recently of um, some of my clients talking about things that they have, excuse my French, of fuck up Fridays and fuck up Mondays where actually get up and they talk about everything that didn't go right. Because by talking about everything that didn't go right, we still get a sense that we're making progress and we don't get too caught up in the in the downtrodden ways of that learned helplessness if we can never get it right and this is just the way it's going to be and we need to be perfect in order to stand out and just go every time there's a little bit of a flaw, there's a bit of a rough edge, every time I see that, I can acknowledge it. I can appreciate it as a way of me growing and learning. And that gets me one more step towards perhaps that 99% or that 99.9% of things going okay. And even at that point, you'll still have the point one and your little P voice will turn up and go, well, it wasn't perfect. You shouldn't deliver it up. It's not going to be good enough. Your boss is going to fly off the handle. My mum's not going to like it. My dad's not going to like it. Whoever it is, is not going to like what I've done and just accept that it's okay to be flawed. It's okay to be imperfect. And we shouldn't reject that. We should actually embrace it and not be chasing that thing before, which I talked about, which was perfectionism. So back to the question that I asked early in the podcast on this very short, sharp one this week is, how is perfectionism going for you? So there you go, fellow humans. Hey, I always say this, even if it impacts on one human being to have a bit of a look in the mirror now and uh, particularly on this topic, go, perfectionism ain't going all that well for me, even though I'm trying to tell myself that it is and I'm going to continue to pursue it. This might have just been the little uh, circuit breaker that you needed. 
sometimes we need to hear what we need to hear and not what we want to hear. So if you're still caught a bit in the pursuit of perfectionism after listening to this, I say good luck to you. I say that you need to perhaps pull your head out of your proverbial you-know-what and start to think that perhaps 80% at times is good enough, maybe 70%, 90%, but it doesn't have to be 100% all the time. Hey, if you love this one, or maybe you didn't love it so much, but uh, it's taught you a good lesson, why not rate it five stars? And if you are surrounded by perfectionists, um, share it with them. Get them to have a listen, um, have a little chat about it as a group, and then start to look at some of the ways that you can go about making incredible progress as a human being in your business, in your family, in your community, wherever it may be, by stopping the pursuit of perfectionism. But until then, until next time, until whenever, because that wasn't perfect, but I'm going with it, keep on being human. Bye for now. Bye for now.